Hello and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the podcast where three friends work together to solve a homemade escape room. I'm Ben and today I'm drinking tea. And locked in with me this week we have... Nobody. (laughs) (laughs) It's Alid and I'm drinking... Sorry Ben. Uh, Mike, did you want to go first? Alan! (laughs) 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 There's a dog in here. We're off to a good start. After you Mike. That's frightfully sweet of you, Alan, old chum, but, but please, you go first. I'm Alan. Hello, I'm, I'm Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Mike. I'm being a shit tonight, and I'm drinking Thatcher's Gold. I'm Alan, and I'm drinking a McGuigan Murno. So, how does it work? Each week, we'll get locked into one of the Infinite Escape Rooms' many-themed escape rooms. We'll have to solve a series of puzzles in order to escape. If we get stuck, we can ask for a clue, but that will add a minute onto our time. If we don't escape within an hour, then terrible things shall befall us. So, are we ready? Yes! This week on the Infinite Escape Room, there's a light tapping of rain on the old roof high above us, a cold draught around our ankles and a strong smell of fish, and the distant echoes of, fall for a pound, (laughs) we must be in an indoor market. It looks like we're early for the day's trading, but we'd best escape before old Toby comes around and clips our ears and turns us into the fuzz. Oh, the police! I thought you were like, I don't know, is he like some sort of fuzz merchant (laughs) or something? (laughs) No. So, this week, I believe we have the fishmonger, the sausage stall, and the bits and bob stall. What do we fancy first? I like the sound of bits and bobs. It's a bit. Me too. I wasn't aware of that one. <laughs> and that's my puzzle. Dum, 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 dum. So, you walk up to the stall, and you see a counter laden with baskets of things. On the back wall, there is a shelf of books along the top. Below that, there are four compartments, one with cardboard tubes... One with what looks like fake flowers, a bullseye, and some dusters. And below that, there are four drawers. Partway along the counter, there is a little hatch that allows you to get from the front to behind the counter. There is also a small basket that says second-hand box. What would you like to do? Well, Alan, I don't know about you, old chum, but I'd rather fancy taking a wee peeperoo around the other side of this thing. I was looking at the four drawers, actually. And I was thinking, ooh, what's in the drawers? Is there a way we can do both, Ben? So we can simultaneously go behind the counter and inspect the drawers? Well, I'll let you into a little secret. You're going to have to go round the back of the counter to get to the drawers. Perfect. So you lift the hatch and walk behind the counter. Yay! So, you're behind the counter, there's a space underneath the counter, and there are the drawers. Would you like to have a look in them? Yes, please. The leftmost counter has O's in, in it. The next counter along has four candles. Oh no! The next counter along has some split peas and the next drawer along has assorted marbles. Could you just clarify what's in the second drawer? (laughs) (laughs) What am I clarifying? So these four (laughs) candles, how many four candles are there? There are four, there are candles and there are four of them. Right. Sneaky bet. Oh, I just, why can't I just write four candles? Why have I got to draw four candles? <laughs> Such a complete dingus. Uh, ben, you mentioned there was an under-the-counter that we could see uh, now that we're behind it. Can we take a wee a shifty-shifty at that? Yeah, so uh, below the counter there is an assortment of boxes and bags and bubble wrap. There is also a small uh, sort of cubby hole hanging underneath to the far end of the counter with a little box in it. Doesn't seem that important. Um, nah, skip it. Can we take a look in the second-hand basket? Of course you can. In the second hand basket, there are a few pens and a calculator. A scientific calculator. Okay. Hmm. 
I'm going to buy it. Can we take a little look at the uh, the, the magic box, please? The box is like uh, one of those little uh, money boxes that you get. You know, the uh, the sort of like small uh, rectangular ones. And it's got a little four-digit combination lock on it. Ah, ah. The infinite escape room staple. Indeed. Okay, let's see. Oh, four-digit. Oh, hang on lock. then. I got the first two digits. Same. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, you're thinking zero four uh, yeah. by any chance from the drawers. So, because there was a box full of O's, the four candles, four candles, four. And then we've got to somehow get a number out of split peas and assorted marbles. Well, split peas is Cockney rhyming slang for three, maybe? Don't know. Maybe, Ben's, Ben's quite the Cockney, see, so he probably knows it best than we do. Um, so split peas could be three, and assorted marbles could be... Um, Would that be some sort of Cockney slang again? Possibly. Bearing in mind, we're in a market. Oh, of course, we're in a market stall, aren't we? What does what does a sorted? <laughs> Wait, what? Have you only just realised this? <laughs> Alan, what's your puzzle going to be? <laughs> okay, so you get to the front of the plane. It's like what? <laughs> um, assorted marbles. What rhymes with assorted marbles? Assorted marbles. Nine. No, doesn't work. We had. Let's see. We had three baskets full of bits and bobs at the front as well, and our second-hand one. You had numerous um, baskets of bits and bobs. Innumerous or numerous? Numerous. Women. There are there are a number of them. What, what, what's the number of them? I got seven things listed. Let's say there's seven. Seven baskets. The books on the bookshelf. Yes. Is there anything kind of what's what's the dealio with them books on the bookshelf? Uh, so I know there are a lot of them. There's an assortment of paperbacks and hardbacks, old and look fairly looking new ones. Um, there's probably. Uh, you'd kind of maybe guess there's somewhere like 80 to 120 of them, I guess. There, there's a lot. A lot of books. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'll old chub your thoughts. So there's 80 to 120. I mean, there could be 150. There could be 75. I, you know, it, there's a lot of books. Okay. Are, there, are the titles visible in any of the books? Um, yes. Could we read some of the titles? Sure. Mike, give me some of the titles you can see. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Rebecca by Daphne du Maurier. Um, a lot of J.D. Robb books. Um, let's see. Uh, we've got a lot of Nora Roberts as well, who keen-eared listeners will know is also J.D. Robb, just under a different name. Um, we've got the um, Mike Carey's Complete Lucifer in there. Bit of a steal, bit of a grab. Um, let's see. Uh, we've got a copy of Bioshock. Not quite sure why that's in there. Uh, for the Xbox so does 360. Kind of a, does that kind of give you a bit of a flavour for the kind of books that uh, are up there? Yeah, that'll, uh, that'll do. Okay. Okay. We had uh, let's see. So beneath the books, we had um, four. Um, was it little little drawers? I've got like kind of comp- compartments. Four compartments. I've got written in my really quite shitty handwriting, which I'm now regretting. Uh, Tums, fleas, bunt, and dust. So in the leftmost uh, compartment, you've got some cardboard tubes oh. with plastic ends on. Uh, they got uh, they got numbers on. You've got some fake flowers. Uh, you've got a bullseye, uh, like a target, and uh, and some dusters. Okay. You said the cardboard tubes have got numbers on them. How many cardboard yes. tubes in total are there, Ben? You look at them, and there could be somewhere around about 30. Some of the numbers get uh, repeated. There appears to be 1 to 7, so 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7, each of which are repeated a non-important amount of times. Okay. I'm struggling to work out whether the tubes are significant. Well, I was going to say, let's look inside, but there is 30 of them. We'll look inside one to see what's in there. Can we do that, Ben? Sure. Would you like to choose a number? Seven. You find one of the numerous number sevens and you, you pull it out. It's 
<clears throat> no, not that Rather one. Long. I want the other one. Oh, go on then. Sorry, <laughs> put that one back. You pull out another number seven. That'll do. <laughs> Is this one suitable? Thank you. Um, you uh, you pop the plastic top off, and uh, in this particular one, there is a map. Oh. Like a large sort of, uh, I guess, A2, like poster map. Uh, you can't exactly really tell where it is or of. Um, there's no title on it. It's a map. Okay. Could we look inside the fourth tube that's got the number four on it? Um, well, they don't, they're they not in all, any order. They're just sort of like all stacked on top of each other. So do you want just any number four? Yeah, sure. Sure. So you um, you pull out number four and um, it's another map. Nothing, you know, just, just a map. Okay. You might like to kind of like, you know, have a look at some other things. Because... <laughs> <laughs> be honest with us. Are they all maps? They, it looks like they could all be maps. Hmm. There's only one way to be sure, though, and that's to open one of each of the rest. <laughs> slash the other 28, just to make sure that none have been mislabeled. Um, okay, let's see. What have we not explored, Al? We've got the we three... We have looked at the fake flowers or the dusters. Yeah, or let's take a look at those. things... On the counter. We haven't looked at any Ooh. of them. Oh, let's do the things on the counter. They sound fun. Cool. So you uh, you have a look at the things on the counter. There are seven baskets, as I mentioned before, plus the second-hand basket. The second-hand basket, remember, has the calculator in, the scientific calculator. So the other baskets contain an assortment of plugs and those timer plugs that you know you, you, uh, you have when you go on holiday, uh, as well as just you know, normal electrical plugs. There's some tights and some socks, some reading glasses. There's uh, a little toy gun. And uh, and some handcuffs. Hang on, you mentioned a scientific calculator. Can we take a little look at that in the um, odds and ends basket, please? Of course you can. So you uh, you look at the calculator. It appears to be on reading zero, and uh, there's a post-it note on the back. Do love a post-it note. What does it read? It reads remember. Oh, scientific calculators have that M function, yeah, the memory mem. thing. So yes, you see that, uh, that there's a, a memory recall button. Would you like to would you like to press it? Should we press should we press clear on it? Save button. Can we can we push the button, Ben? So you uh, you push the button, and um, as uh, you've got your your uh, Alad, are you pushing the button? Yeah, absolutely. So Mike has just realised that um, the memory recall function has uh, printed boobies on the calculator. Wee lads! <laughs> now, memory serves our little lockbox is only four digits. It is boobies are seven, but boob is four. Boob, <laughs> boob is four. You make a strong case, Alad. Ben, can we stick boob in our little lockbox um, combination lock, please? You uh, you swing the first digit all the way around from zero to 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 nine and realise it doesn't have a B on it. It's an eight. <laughs> oh, sorry, you wanted to do eight zero zero eight. Yes, please. Sorry. <laughs> Pedant. <laughs> you, uh, There's you no input... pictures of tits on this lock. <laughs> you input eight zero zero eight and um, it doesn't unlock. Well, they always come in pairs. Can we try it again? <laughs> try it again. <laughs> and, um, yeah, no, it doesn't work. Uh, I'm no close to solving this. <laughs> uh, okay. Hello, old chum. Right. I maintain them four drawers with our fork hat, with our O's, our fork handles, our split peas, and our assorted marbles might be <gasps> okay. Assorted marbles. Now, this is going to sound crazy. Unless I'm right, in which case it will sound smart. That would be, like, if you had eight, that looks like two circles, like, bouncing up against each other. Oh. So if you draw the letter eight, it looks like two little circles making friends. I.e. two marvels. Yeah. So, could we try in the lock? Um, zero, four, fork handles, split peas, three, and assorted marbles, eight? Sure. So you put um, 
zero, four, three, and eight into the lock, and uh, it, I'm afraid it doesn't unlock. Piss and shit. Split pin. I'm a bit chance looking in the wrong. Would you like to have another look at the calculator? Yes, please. Cool. So while Mike saw boobies, Alid saw five comma three one eight comma zero zero eight. Five comma three one eight zero zero eight. Okay, so we've tried five three one eight and we've tried eight zero zero eight in the lock. Is there anything else going on within this that would delay? Because it was a four-digit lock, wasn't it? It was indeed. Well, our delimiters are for three digits. Hmm. Hmm. To be fair, I'm, I'm also sort of slightly suspicious that Ben might have just put four candles in just for a giggle. Um, and it's not anywhere related to the puzzle, but, but God, God, I can't let it go. Hmm. Okay, let's see. I mean, a scientific calculator would normally have it to a... Would it have the decimal point in there and then a zero? Probably not. That's anything to display. You do see, like, if you tilt it so that it captures the light, you see that there could be a decimal um, a decimal point in any between any two characters, but not where none of them are lit up. Right. But we, we couldn't try 1590 in the lock, could we? You try 1590, and before I tell you, I'd like to understand where you got that from. I multiplied 318 by 5. Cool. Yeah, no, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> you down our particularly well, evil, aren't you, Ben? <laughs> we might as well ask for a clue, mate, because we're, uh, we're nearly half an hour in. <laughs> oh, my days. Here we are. So I am going to give you the clue that you don't have enough yet to, to open the, the box. Oh, Jesus Christ, there's more in this thing? Whoa. I'm going to uh, need another piece and, of paper. And look at the number. And remember the commas. 318 and 008. Oh. oh, map 5. Yep. Coordinates 318 So you uh, you take out one of the maps labelled 5. You pop the top off and uh, unscroll it. And indeed, along the bottom, you see the coordinates 3, three 1. Uh, and you know that to go sort of 8 little divisions in. And uh, along the side, you've got uh, zero, 0, And you know, again, to go 8 divisions up. Um and in that coordinate, there is a little uh, beer glass symbol with the crossed keys written under it. Uh, it's circled in pen. Someone's actually got to mark this. And there's a little note that says, good pub. See the great pub guidebook. Let's go to the, which presumably is in the bookshelf. Ah, so you uh, have a rummage through the books. And indeed, you find a copy of the great pub guidebook. Let's look up the cross keys. So you uh, you look up the cross keys and it has some uh, some various information in it. It seems that it was opened in uh, 1876. It's one of the oldest pubs in the area. Alan, do you want to do the honours, old chum? Could we try 1876 as the combination, please, Ben? You put in one eight seven six, and that's not it. No, um... <laughs> Die! Or I'm getting in the car. Alan, I'll see you at Ben's. Yeah, I'll meet you there. <laughs> And the box opens. Uh, you have found a box full of uh, change and stuff. Would you like to have a rummage round? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a rummage round through the change, and at the bottom there's a small key on it. It has a tag saying, key to the side door. And you have solved my puzzle. <laughs> Yay! So with that, we uh, stumble back to the front of the market, and uh, I believe we've got the sausage stall and the fishmongers left. What do we fancy? The sausage stall sounds intriguing. That's my puzzle. Dum, 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 dum! But I have a confession. Yeah, I originally wrote the puzzle for a sausage stall and then uh, changed my mind. So guess what? <laughs> We're off to the butchers, go. It turns out a butcher's is just a sausage stall with a bit more variety. 
So, uh, so gentlemen, you uh, you approach the butcher stall. Uh, it's a sort of small square stall. It's got those lovely red and white striped vinyl skirts over it, uh, and it's kind of draped over a slightly rickety-looking metal frame. Uh, above it is a lovely hand-painted sign entitled Three Wise Monkeys Butchers." You can see that there's some sort of butchers' butchings uh, still out on display um, in clear contravention of the health and safety, uh, sorry, the, the Food Safety Act of 1990. Uh, and there's also a, sort of an empty wooden block out on the counter. What would you like to do? So there's an empty wooden block, and there's lots of meat. The um, the block, I presume, is for uh, chopping meat. No, it's actually, um, I'd say, kind of looks sort of the size and shape of a, of a breeze block, but, you know, solid and, and wood. Um, it has uh, three... Uh, Three sort of small slits at the top, uh, all sort of you know equal width, and mm. at the bottom slash at the side. So at the bottom of the side or the side of the bottom, depending on which way you're um, you know you're oriented, um, is a, a small drawer. Oh. Are we able to get into the drawer? I'm afraid it's sealed shut. Uh, how how is it sealed? It's uh, unclear at this stage. It's kind of it's uh, got all the appearance of a drawer, but no little uh, no little handle or anything. Oh, I see. By any chance, the three slits do they? by any chance have a channel running down into that drawer uh they do not no well not that you can see they're just kind of it's quite it's quite sort of you know it's probably about a foot tall in in total and the um yeah the slit's kind of quite dark you can't really, can't really see inside but you know quite small okay what um what butching has the butcher left out okay so um the um butcher's obviously had a bit of a, a slow day for some of his less attractive wares the counter's got four steel tubs it's got a couple of steel tubs that are empty but four of them still have things in uh, and they've got some odds and sods in from left to right those are pig's ears chicken beaks and uh, great big cow eyes there's also a fuckload of mints uh, from an indeterminate species okay could we uh, have a rummage through the cow's eyes? Uh, so you, you read through the cow's eyes uh, and you find the out of the eyes of cows. Kind of, kind of a little bit gruesome, a little bit gooey um, and looking at you. What does it feel like if we kind of... Do they, do they kind of pop if we squish them in our hands? Not really. I mean, they're surprising. I mean, they're very springy, but they're surprisingly, um, you know, quite quite tough. Okay. okay. Um, what do you reckon? Should we just sort of should we, have a feel through all the meats? Yeah, I think we should do. Um, can we look at the chicken beaks next, Mike? Sure thing. Um, so chicken beaks are fucking gross. They are uh, the beaks of the chickens. They're kind of basically the entire mouth, really. Tongue on all sorts. Of, they're all open, kind of showing off the insides of chicken mouths. Uh, I can only assume it's uh, maybe a French cooking thing. Maybe they're like sticking in the top of pies or something. It, it's no surprise they haven't sold because they look grotesque. Um, if we could turn our attention to the mints. Yeah. Huh? There's not a whiff of snout about it, is there? Um, by snout, if you mean pork, or by snout, if you mean snuff, neither. It just smells meaty. Um, okay. Yeah, just just a meaty smell. Only, I was thinking that if it, if these were effectively noses, we had uh, the um, combination for and eyes and ears and mouth and nose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, obviously not. There's probably a bit of nose in there. There's probably a bit of arsehole, <laughs> elbow, armpit. You know, it's... Um, Proper mints. Could we uh, could we take a look at the ears, please? Sure thing. They're pig's ears. Um, the ears of pigs, uh, all the way down to the lobe. Uh, a little bit hairy in the corner. Ooh. Sort of thing that your, mm. your dad would talk about. Like, oh man, we used to have pig's ears when I was a lad, and they were bloody delicious. But in reality, they're probably just awful. Okay then. So we've got the three wise monkey butchers sign. We've got this one foot tall block with some slits in the top and a drawer we can't open. We've got four steel tubs with pig's ears, chicken beaks cow's eyes and mints in and did you say there were four uh steel tubs that didn't have anything in uh, could be four could be three you know it's it's hazy in that it's not really <laughs> that important 
But let's say, for the sake of argument, there's 73, because they're really well stacked. Right. Nice. Could we take one pig's ear, one chicken beak, and one Uh... cow's eye, and put one on each slit on the block? Uh, You can. The top of the block is now slightly grisly. Um, Can we put them into... Will they fit into the slots? Uh, No, no. they're, They're very thin slots. They're probably... I would say um, an inch and a half uh, to two inches across each. Um, and all of them are probably around about five to six millimeters um, wide. Oh, okay, right. Uh, indeterminate depth. Mm. Alid, I don't know where you were going with that, but um, I'm thinking this is the three monkey, uh, three wise monkey butchers. And um, we've got effectively something that hears something that uh, speaks and something that sees and you've got uh, monkey see monkey hit what i can't remember what the phrase thinking, is thinking see no evil hear no evil speak no evil that's the one yes possibly not in that order so what's the mince got to do with it um eat, i eat imagine no evil. that it's mince no it's evil from it's it's probably from a a, a scarlet um kipper oh mm. red herring Oh, I see. Oh. Uh, only using one of your uh, components, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I did do that. Well done, past Mike. Done it again. <laughs> but but I could be entirely wrong. Is there anything underneath the table? Underneath the table, in fact, directly, mysteriously, beneath each of the um, four tubs, sorry, beneath three of the four tubs, um, is a uh, sort of a little metal um, box, essentially stuck to the, the underside. Taking a guess, is it beneath the pig's ears, chicken beaks, and cow's eyes? Well, it's it's funny you should guess that because you've guessed correctly. Ah. Can we can we take these one of the, the, the one underneath the um, pig's ears? Are we able to remove it? I'm afraid not. It appears to be fixed. Ah, could we um, could we go back above the table? Are we able to lift the tub with the pig's ears in? Mysteriously, no. So can we pick up the tub of mints? You can. Is there anything underneath that? Uh, no countertop. Hmm. Are we able to tip out the mints on uh, into one of the other tubs? No, actually, scrap that. Hi there, Ben here. Me and Alid really did not have a clue what was going on, so I'll skip past the boring bits. But it's like it's it's only got like it's like this has only got like a few parts. I don't know. <laughs> just on a slight tangent. I mean, at this point, I'm really just thinking: couldn't we put smush a beak into an ear and like smush the eye in it somehow? <laughs> you, okay, you take a beak, you stick it in a pig's ear in the pig's ear tub. You hear a click under the counter and a rattle a knife has fallen out from the little metal box underneath the pig's ears <laughs> i don't understand how that happened <clears throat> could we then please stick an eye in a beak you can wouldn't i better fit in an ear but we've already put something in an ear <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm just i guess i'm just trying to work out the logistics of this like the size of a cow's eye versus the size of a chicken's beak uh yeah okay you can see you can stick um you can stick a, a cow eye in a chicken's beak um you hear a click this uh, a medium length knife has dropped out onto the floor Okay, and um, I guess then, could we please place a pig's ear in the cow's eye tub? Uh, you place a pig's ear over the top of the cow's eyes, and you hear a click. The A third knife, a long knife, drops out from underneath the cow's eye tub. Alid, I don't know about you, um, but I think the only thing that we can do now is to uh, use the knives to slice some of these cow's eyes open and see what's inside. Or do we chop, because we've still got one of each on the each of the slits do we just cut one of each <laughs> i think we should uh stop 
uh, raising Mike's blood pressure, and could you try and put the <laughs> knives into the slits, please, Mike? Having solved the easy part of the puzzle, you've moved on to the hard bit. Okay, in what order would you like to put <laughs> the knives in? Short to tall? Like, yeah, little to large? Okay, so going from the back towards the drawer at the front, you'd like to put them in from little to large. I feel the other way, from large to little. Uh, large at the back. Okay, you put the uh, the largest knife, which is uh, probably about uh, sort of 17 inches long, in the one at the back, um, and it sticks out by uh, three to four inches. You put the medium knife in the middle, and it sort of uh, sort of drops down a little bit and rattles around. And you put the short knife in the um, front, um, and that sits nice and snugly. So I guess we need to get them all sitting down nice and snugly. So could we please swap the little and largest ones around? You swap the little and largest one around. The largest knife now sticks out of the top of the block by about 12 inches. And the littlest knife rattles around loosely in the rearmost slot. So I guess that the front one... So, sorry, can we put the little one in the front again, please? You can. It fits in nice and snugly. And then could we please swap the middle and the uh, large one, so that the middle one's at the back and the large one's in the middle? You certainly can. As the final one sinks in nice and snugly, all three drop down half an inch, and you hear a click. Following this, the little wooden drawer pops open at the side of the knife block. Now, you may have been thinking that you found something lazily named, like the poor key, but what you have in fact uncovered is Neville's key, because he's the stall owner and butchers have real people names. Congratulations, you have solved my puzzle. Yay! <laughs> now, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. Monkey covering its eyes, monkey covering its ears, monkey covering... All you had to do was cover the eyes, cover the ears, or cover the mouth with anything. You had mints. <laughs> you oh. had your hands. Oh. You talked about it so much. I was like, oh, they're going to get it. They're going to get it. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> Still somewhat confused, you uh, you clutch Neville's key and return to the body of the market. So I think, Mike, how do you fancy the fishmongers next? The fishmongers sounds like an absolute straightforward delight. <laughs> and this is my part. Bum, 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 bum. So you approach the fishmonger stall. It appears as though Steve the fishmonger has popped out to get some chips. He's a trusting sort of chap, though, so he's left his peculiar wares out on display. In front of you is an angled table, which is angled towards you, covered in ice, and there are some objects laid out in a row. From left to right, they are a tin of crown paint from their period range, some rather nice china plates with a popular patterned rim, six pieces of frozen fish fillets, and a rather worn and out-of-place paintbrush. Just kind of... A fishmonger is definitely someone that sells fish, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Okay. This is where Ben realises that she's 31 years. <laughs> He's been offending every fishmonger he asks. I ask you for scamping. Do you have any langoustines? <laughs> no, paint, mate. Paint and plates. Jesus Christ. It feels like one of those weird tricks of etymology, doesn't it? It's like, oh, back in the day, of course, fishmongers were where you went for your plates and fish and paintbrushes. Um, can we take a look? I mean, just because we're at the fishmongers, can we take a look at the frozen fish fillers, please? Sure, you can. So upon inspecting the fish, you notice that there is a placard in front of it. On the placard, it reads, six pieces of lovely fish, sadly out of order. Out of order? Mm. Interesting. But you said that there are there is some there. There are six pieces. Six pieces. But it's sadly six out pieces. of order. Plates. Can we have these plates, please, mate? So, if you look at the plates, there's a placard in front of these as well, and it reads Herringbone China. Hmm. I see. Herring. Are they red? They aren't. Aha! Sneaky, sneaky. Good thinking, Benjo. Also, for listeners at home who haven't already twigged, herring is a type of fish. What about the paintbrush? 
So the paintbrush has a placard in front of it. It says Harris Synthetic Brush, partially used. And the uh, the tin of paint? So the placard in front of the Crown Period paint reads Colour Scarlet Ribbon, which is a hilarious name for a colour in the period range. Oh yes, no. <laughs> Indeed. I too find that amusing for cultured reasons. Help me, Ben, help me. I don't suppose we can open uh, a tin of this paint. You can. And get the paintbrush. Will it fit in the tin? Yes, it will. Cool. How many plates do we have? Rather a lot. Could we take one of them and paint it red, please? You can. You paint you. one of the plates and you now have a red plate. Nice. You were thinking in the exact same direction as me. It's like there's red and herring together. <laughs> there's one thing Alad likes. Painting plates. Hmm. Um. So... Is there anything else to see on this stall apart from what's facing us, the ice counter? No, there's not. The um, the the fish fillets, they are frozen. Yes. So this is like um like a cold display, um, and yet the paint isn't frozen. Correct. <laughs> okay. Paint's a bit thicker <laughs> than water. The ice is I just the same as sort check. you see in like the fishmongers in your supermarkets. It's there to keep the fish fresh, not there to freeze everything. I see. I see. Okay. Hmm. This paint, so we've got a partially used, uh, the sadly out of order bit um, for me feels significant, as in maybe the things that we've got are not in the correct order. So would a person, for example, paint one of the frozen fish red and then put it on a plate? So, Alad, can we take a paintbrush, dip it in the red paint, paint one of our frozen fish fillets red, and then stick it on one of the herringbone plates, please? You can. So you take your paintbrush, dip it in the paint, paint a fish, and pop it on a plate. Good for you. You've got a red fish on a red plate. Do you feel good about that? Thank you very much. That's actually improved my day. Um, how many brushes were there? Just the one? Just the one. And just one tin of paint? Just the one tin of paint. And many china plates? An indeterminate amount. And six. And frozen six fish. Fillets. One of which is now red. And on a plate. And on a plate. Well, okay, so we have a series of objects here. It feels like there are a finite number of ways in which they can interact. To review, we have the colour, was it Scarlet Ribbon? It was. Scarlet Ribbon, which was, uh, was it Crown Classic? Uh, Crown Period. Crown Period Scarlet Ribbon paint. Um, an indeterminate amount of herringbone um, dinner plates. Yeah. Herringbone China dinner plates. We have our frozen fish fillets. A fillet is deboned. And we I have... I it was deboned. Aren't fillets deboned? Yeah, yeah. It is by its own nature deboned because it's a fillet. There we are. Fillet is. It's deboned. This is what Alan's like, shit, the entire puzzle hinges on the bones in those fish. <laughs> and a single Harris synthetic paintbrush, now slightly more used than when we started. So, herring bone china quite clearly has the name, the, the word bone in it. Scarlet ribbon has the word rib in it, which is, I suppose, a bone. And you can get synthetic ribs for corsets. <laughs> I believe. <laughs> and the frozen fish fillet bone, as you'll know, is the third joint in your little finger, perhaps. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, mm, these straws, so clutchy. Hi there, Ben again. Can you tell we're struggling this evening? Out of, is, is that sadly out of order bit that really I keep on coming back to? Sorry, the five remaining unpainted pieces of fish, are they, to all intents and purposes, identical? They are absolutely identical. They are dead straight and, yeah, same size, same width, length. And the other one is identical apart from the fact that it's red. Apart from the fact that 
Mike's painted it red. We are slow tonight. We are slow. Is there anything on the bottom of any of the plates? No. The only thing on the plates, bar the one that Mike's painted red, is that the rim has, has got a popular pattern across the rim. What's the popular pattern? Herringbone. I thought that was like a type oh, of china, like you had a suit or something. Yeah, me too. This is where knowing what herringbone is um, is an intricate part of the puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> there is something uploading to Discord. Okay, so but what we're looking at is uh, sort of bricks that are arranged in um, a pattern. I, I would say like um, viewed from the side looks like a doppled stair, and from sort of viewed diagonally it looks like a, like a zigzag. Yeah, yeah. Um, just sort of, yeah, going up and down at 90 degree intervals um, at regular, or 90 degrees at regular intervals. Um, so these are, so this is a pattern around the rim of the plate, is this herringbone pattern, you say? Yes. And what colour is it printed in? Uh, red. <laughs> red herringbone. <laughs> I see. Can we paint the rest okay. of the fish red? Yes, you can. So you take the brush, dip it in this whatever scarlet paint's not left over your hand or your face... Uh, And you paint the (laughs) remaining five pieces of fish. You now have six pieces of red fish. Presumably inedible at this stage as well. Presumably. Steve's going to be furious. I'm I'm kind of thinking, I'm I'm just wondering whether there's any kind of, whether whether it's wordplay that we're we're, we're missing or whether there's, like you say, maybe there's some, some sort of, are we, do we have something out of order? That's the thing, it's that sadly out of order bit that keeps on grabbing me. Mm. Would you like to review your inventory? Yes. So you have got a partially used open tin of paint. You have got a stack of herringbone china, one of which you have painted red. You have got a paintbrush covered in red paint. And you have got six red fish that are out of order. Could we please put the fish in order? What order would that be, Ben? The one that isn't out of order. (laughs) Now, Alad, you said that these fish were all identical sort of perfect sort of straight same size same everything yes. is there anything different about any of these fish at all apart from <laughs> that hasn't been covered up by the red paint <laughs> no but judging by the length of them they are more rectangular than they are square if that makes sense could we please arrange the fish in a herringbone pattern yes you can ah. oh man you clever man you place the fish on the ice in a herringbone pattern and by doing so, the paint seeps into the ice, melting it. You have found the herringbone key. Solves the puzzle. So I drew my fish fillets like fish fillets. Um, I didn't. I just. I just wrote fish, which really didn't help me. With your herringbone key, you troop back to the middle of the market. Fantastic. So. <laughs> Let us out, Ben. Let us out. And with that, we insert the key to the side door, the uh, Neville's key and the Herringbone key into the three Whimsical Padlocks and are meted by Toby, who gives us a clip round the ear and directs us to the police standing just over to the side. Thank you for listening. (laughs) (laughs) You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify and your favourite podcast app. If you get a chance, please give us a rating and a bit of a review, as it really helps uh, us to reach new ears. You can follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and glance at our gleaming mugs on Instagram. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we hope to see you again for another Infinite Escape Room. Goodbye. Bye-bye.